to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Let's get retarded in here. Because democracy basically means government by the people, of the people, for the people. But the people are retarded. Government by the retarded, for the retarded, of the retarded. Never met a girl that you tried to date, but a year to make love, she wanted you to wait. Let me tell you a story of my situation. I was talking to this girl from the U.S. nation. The way that I met her was on tour at a concert. She had long hair and a short mini skirt. I just got on stage dripping porn with sweat. I was walking through the crowd, and guess who I met? I whispered in her ear, come to the picture booth so I can ask you some questions and see if you're find your proof. I asked her her name, she said blah blah blah. She had nine, ten kids and a very big bra. I took a couple of pictures since she was enthused. I said, how do you like the show? She said I was very amused. I started throwing this, she started throwing back mid-range. But when I sprung the question, she acted kind of strange. Then when I asked, do you have a man? She tried to pretend. She said, no I don't, I only have a friend. Lose control, come on. Everybody I thought you were going for it. Take it slow, don't get Stay the fuck at home. Your podcast will fail. Yeah, it's just a coincidence that you were talking about the Jack and Triumph show and I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Hey man, this is Kevin Smith. Guy makes all those unlistenable podcasts over at smodcast.com and you're listening to the Two Strangers One Podcast. This is podcasting. You're listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or on the Stitcher app for Android devices. Please visit twostrangersonepodcast.net. Now, here's Chris Cologne and Paul Pasquillo. Hello and welcome to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. And Paul, once again, another long gap in between episodes, but uh, you've been busy. I've been busy. Uh, the no, last... I haven't been busy. <laughs> you have been about. busy, which we'll get to it. We'll get to it. In a... uh, so the last episode was, uh, you know, story time with Chris. And, uh, you know, I was having, you know, there's been this ongoing saga with my crazy. And I think this might actually be the last chapter of the saga. So I guess my neighbor moved out. You Sweet. know, you know when you when you wait long enough, <laughs> you know I've I've outlasted you know a lot of people. Uh, I've I've you know I'm one of those people that you know I dig my feet in the ground and and I don't fucking move. And usually the problems <laughs> the problems will go away or the the problems will work themselves out for themselves. Because usually someone who's someone who is like that, someone who was like my neighbor. They usually play themselves out. You know, they're they're the kind of people that if I don't get you, something's gonna get you. You know what I'm saying? I I'll, I let karma do its business, and, and, and like and I said, when I get you, like I'm not gonna I'm not looking for revenge or anything like that. And trust me, I had I had plenty of ideas on things I wanted to do. <laughs> you know, uh, nothing I'll admit on 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 a podcast or for so, so I don't get investigated. But you know, I mean, trust me, uh, I had a lot of plans of shit that I I was planning to do. When and if I moved out uh, with the crazy neighbor. Uh, but that being said, okay, so she's been gone for about a month now. Uh, pretty much around the time they were recording the last episode, which was around my That's birthday. Funny. That is really funny. Yeah, and and it's been and the funny thing is that you know what, like it's one of those deals where after about two or three days, 
first and for, first and foremost, I could actually park in the back of my apartment now, with you know, park in the in the area, the designated parking area behind my apartment. That's actually nice that there's no one blocking the fucking driveway. But the biggest thing I notice is that nobody's slamming fucking doors downstairs anymore. And like it's it's sad to think that I had gotten used to. And mind you, you know, I've lived I lived in parts of the Bronx, and and I think even you've commented like when I used to live right by the highway in my old apartment, and like like you could hear it on the podcast, and you're like, damn, Chris, you don't hear all those cars and shit just driving by. You know, I get used to noise. I'm used to like I'm used to noise, and this fucking bitch and and you know her family, like they couldn't just close a door in their house. And, you know, like every door always fucking had to be slammed. And right. so and the whole thing is that like my my main hangout spot, like where I'm sitting in front of my computer and shit like that, is sort of like over there, one of their doors, because there's two there's two entrances to the apartment. And like, you know, and they slam the doors hard and, it, and it's like right under my feet. And like I feel it and the fucking floor shakes and it's like, Jesus. Christ. So it's sad that I noticed that you're missing. I've noticed you're not around anymore from the lack of fucking ridiculously loud, unnecessary fucking noise. So uh, that's been great. Now I don't know. Did I tell you that that the girls, the, the my neighbor's like sister or daughter or somebody in there, and like they assaulted like my my neighbor's girlfriend. My yeah, brother. you mentioned that on the last podcast, okay. I believe. So the weird thing is that like I haven't seen him either. I, okay, I saw him once, and I think he moved out. I think he wasn't ready for the long haul. He he didn't dig his feet in like I did, and uh, and he up and left. I think I've seen him once since then, and he was like, you know, and I've heard stuff moving around downstairs also. But so I think, you know, I don't think he had much stuff to move in anyway. He was kind of like a, I mean, he was there with his girlfriend, but he seemed like a bachelor type. Maybe, hey, maybe this was the. The 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 straw that broke the camel's back is like, all right, baby. I'm gonna move in with you or something like that. Um, but I hadn't seen him. So the weird thing is that like she's gone, he's gone. Like I feel like I have the whole fucking you know I have I have the whole complex to myself. It's great, you know. So I like you know it's late at night if the TV's blasting or I could play music or I could do my my karaoke thing. You know I go I like you know I like to go into apps and and sing the karaoke. So I could do karaoke to fucking midnight now. Without worrying about having to piss off the neighbors, I just hope whoever moves in after them uh, isn't isn't uh, you know I I hope you know they're decent fucking human beings that know how to live with other people. Okay, so with that, it's not the final. Okay, it's the final chapter, but there. Okay, there was one little slight kick in the nuts. Um, so long story short, the front license plate on my car was stolen and i don't know when and i don't know well okay i have an idea when what day it happened but i didn't notice it until like last week saturday and uh, i drove i've driven down to new york and if you saw it on facebook uh so the reason i have a feeling it was a crazy neighbor is one she was always doing she always with cars because before she got her really nice car she used to have a piece of shit car but uh you know the piece of shit car it would have like sometimes the license plate would be on it, sometimes it wouldn't. She never, she never had one on the front, and uh, I think it was some sort of deal, from what I understand or from what I heard, overheard. You know, like she, like you know, she was using like her boyfriend's driver's, you know, her, 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 his license plate or some shit like that. Like you know, like they both had cars, they were both using, you know, 
in New York State, you have to have both the front and back license plates. But so, but you know, if, technically, I mean, if you have on your back plate and you and you don't drive like a fucking idiot, you know, cops will generally won't pull you over. Because I was driving around. Obviously, I was driving around for a couple of days. Shit, I drove all the way from fucking Rochester to New York City. I didn't get pulled over by any state troopers or anything like that. And at at, at that particular time. I didn't notice until I got to New York City that my license you was You realize now you're going to get pulled over, right? No, okay, no, no, no. So, no, no. I've <laughs> since then I've 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 replaced my license plate, you know. Oh, you but, did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what I did was uh I at least how it is in Rochester, I reported it stolen. I had to go to the public safety building, get this stupid piece of paper. Um but then the funny thing is the guys like uh you're going to want to go to the DMV as soon as you can because right now your license plate is reported as stolen. So technically, you could get pulled over. I mean, you know, obviously, and it's not like, look, I don't drive around with drugs in the car. I don't have any fucking other you know, crazy warrants or anything like that. So if I get pulled over, I could show the cop the piece of paper and say, hey, you know, here, here's the paper. But since then, like the next day, it was, excuse me, I think I there was a day, a day, a day passed only because I was able to schedule an appointment. Because right now we're at the, we're at a we're at a weird thing where they still have appointments at the DMV, but I think like every hour on the hour they take in. Like fifteen people, yeah. So like you could wait like on standby, and if if they have the space available, they'll take you in. But they're still right now because of COVID and everything like that. We still have appointments, so I set up appointments for like two days later, which is great because the last time I was when I got you know when I switched my cars, uh, you know that was uh shit. You know you had to fucking make an appointment a month out, and so um so the guys like you know <laughs> do just understand that you're driving right now with with the license plate that just reported stolen and he goes but you know hold on to this paper and take it to the dmv so i went to the dmv luckily there's no extra charge or anything like that they sort of just you know now they issued it you know new registration new plates you know uh and, uh, and i'm still at that weird point where like i don't even know i haven't memorized it yet i'm still fucking <laughs> like if i if you needed to know my license plate, i'd have to pull out my registration to look at it that's funny uh you know i was thinking about getting a personalized plate that's neither here or there that's some money to drop, but continue. Yeah. Okay. So now the reason I think it was also was my crazy neighbor is in the back of my house in the parking area there are motion detector lights. You know, you walk by them, they turn on. You know, after dark they turn on. And so one of them was ripped down, ripped from the fucking wall down. Now, you know, I, I noticed obviously it took you know once I drove back I got back to Rochester and the fucking part was on the floor. Um, called my landlord, you know, I have no proof, I can't say who it was, but luckily, like, they had, they had a new one up in the next, like, within 24 hours. So, you know, goody, goody on my name, goody on my landlord for staying on top of shit, like, yeah, you know, uh, so what I did was I bought these, they're like security screws, because, you know, with a license plate, I mean, anybody, if you have a fucking, anybody with a screwdriver, technically, can walk up to your car and pull your fucking plates off. You know, a lot of people, we take that for granted. Like, if you live in a decent area, and even and I've lived in the hood my whole fucking life, I've never had my license plates. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not my whole life, but, you know, I've, I've lived in pretty rough fucking areas. I've had I've had my car broken into. <laughs> I've never had my license plate stolen. But, you know, we take for granted that anybody mm-hmm. with a fucking, anybody with a screwdriver can just walk up to your car and take a license plate. Thank goodness. And plus, the way I park my car, you couldn't, you'd have to, like, walk on my, the one on the back. You know, I kind of, you know, I back up into the fence, you know. I, I figured that's what you did. I figured that's what you did, yeah. And you came in and take, but you know, it's also that it's also that weird sort of like violated, and it's it's the same thing like when your car gets broken into in the first place. And I've had my car broken into a couple times. 
you know, it said, like, you know, somebody was touching my shit. You know, someone was bold enough to come here in the fucking middle of the night, you know, rip down the fucking sign. And, you know, we've had a lot of crazy rain around here recently. Like, you know, you could kind of, like, rip down, rip down, not the sign, rip down the light and, like, you know, catch it before it hits the ground or whatever. You know, it's just, you do feel that weird sort of fucked up violation, like, you know, someone had their hands on their my stuff. But it's also like, okay, now you have a license plate. Now that license plate is reported stolen. So, uh, you know, you better hope you don't get fucking deputy dog. You know, you get, you get a, a, a and plus a, 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 a woman like that, a pain in the ass like that is good, would be the kind of person to like talk back to a cop and would be the type of person that will start shit and resist arrest. So, you know, it, it's only going to end up bad for her. You know what I'm saying? Because she's driving out with a fuck with a stolen license plate now. And, and and once again, I mean, I can't, I have no proof, but I mean, come on. <laughs> After all the fucking issues that I had with this woman, and and all the shady shit that she was doing with her own car, you know, it it, it, it you know, it doesn't take a fuck, it doesn't take Sherlock Holmes to figure out that she took my license plate, and now this idiot's driving around with it. And like I said, oh, so I got I got these new security things. Where all it is, it's a funky. You need a funky screwdriver to take it off. You can't just take it off with a regular, uh, with a regular screwdriver. You know, it's have this weird, it has a weird shape. Like, you know, like, you know, like when you buy, like, you ever bought, like, you know, certain things and, like, they don't want you to tamper with it. So they have, like, it looks like a fucking, like, triangle on the inside. Like, it looks like a screw, but, you, you know, you have to buy this special. And, like, and if you, you know, if you're going on Amazon to order this special screwdriver to take my license plate, then fucking you've earned it. <laughs> you can take my license plate. Um, so, so there, there's that. And then just the, uh, once again, story time again, uh, you know, the, the whole reason, like when I went down to New York city and I was wondering, cause you know, uh, you go down to visit New York city, I went down and, you know, looking for a parking, but this was, I was actually, I was with a buddy of mine and I, I was taking him to visit old CBGBs and you know, CBGBs is like a punk rock club and shit like that. And the funny thing now is that like, it's now like a clothing store now they kept like the facade of the place like they kept the walls and shit like that but cbgb's like that's where the ramones played that's where like iggy pop played like that's like you know visiting there is like you know for some people it's like a fucking religious experience my friend my buddy tom was like fucking almost crying when he was you know and and he posted about it on facebook so i'm not embarrassing when i say that. and so uh so we were and so the whole thing is you know i'm looking for parking and uh you know now in new york they have like a thing like you could pay for your like you could pay you know, of course, they want to make it as much as, as convenient as they can so they can take your fucking money. You know, I was paying for, like, you know, when people, when you put the little stupid t- tag in your window that you parked or whatever. Like, now you don't even have to have that. You could just pay, you know, with the app on your phone. So I, I was, you know, I was standing outside the car and I'm looking and, you know, and they're like, what's your license plate? And I'm, you know, I'm registering my car on the fucking bullshit New York City parking app or whatever. And like, what's your license plate? And I go to, you know, once again, I don't know my license plate off the top of my head. And I go and I look and I'm like, where the fuck is my license? <laughs> where the fuck is my license plate? Um, now we had gone down. I had decided to make it like a, a combo trip because, uh, you know, Bruce Campbell, uh, from Star of, you know, you know, uh, Living Dead, Living Dead, excuse me, not Evil, Living Dead, Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, uh, Army of Darkness, uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead, uh, which was on Stars, but now you can watch it on Netflix. Um, you know, he was on a bunch of Xena episodes. He was like one of the, cause you know, Sam Raimi had a, Sam Raimi was like an executive producer on those Xena shows. Uh, he was on Xena. 
you know, he's Bruce Campbell. I mean, you know, Bubba Hotep. You know, he's he's sort of like he makes all these shitty. And he's in all the Spider-Man Sam Raimi movies. He was gonna be. They were gonna reveal that he was gonna be Mysterio in uh, in Spider-Man Four, which uh, is a, I have a funny story about that. So Bruce Campbell is on tour right now, uh, where he's going to different drive-ins throughout the United States, and uh, you know they're playing different different you know different combinations of his movies and stuff like that. So he was playing within Rochester driving distance. He was playing in Syracuse, and uh, you know they called it the Finger Lakes, and it was about an hour outside Rochester, but it was sold out. So then they said he was also playing, he was also doing a, a spot, a, a, an appearance at uh, in Middletown, New York. Now Middletown, New York is about an hour north of New York City. You know I have family that lives in Middletown, and I have friends you know that I grew up with that live in Middletown, and and it's one of those places where. Look, let's call a fucking spade a spade. Middletown's a fucking shitty armpit of a fucking city. And and, and this is coming from someone who lives in Rochester. <laughs> you know, Rochester and, 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 and Middletown, New York, could both, you know, are both on a race to the bottom of the fucking list of places. Um, so so they so they were playing in Rochester. I mean, excuse me, in, in, middle, in Middletown. So I was like, fuck it. Let me make a trip of it. Let me go visit, you know, I'll visit my mom. I could bring the kid, bring my daughter to visit my mom. Uh, then go with my buddy Tom to go to the, to the drive-in. So uh, we went, you know, they had a meet and greet. You know, you got to pay a couple bucks for that. You get a meet and greet. You get the autographed poster and all this shit. So uh, we went down, got a chance. And now, the fun, now, here's the fucked up part is my ticket says, you know, the movie started at 9. So my ticket says 8.30 is the meet and greet. So we get there at like 8.10. And... Uh, the lady at the the front. Oh, they stopped doing the meet and greets at eight. And I said, "Here, I said my ticket says eight thirty. So I go, and it's you know it's this little fucking thing, rundown. I'm driving. I go to the fucking. I go to the guy, you know, and, and there's you know this big big tour bus parked off to the side of the building and this little camper thing. And so I'm like, dude, the fucking ticket says eight thirty, and, and nothing. Oh, what do you mean it was a close? It was over eight or whatever. And there was and actually there were a couple other people in our situation that had gotten there late. And so, uh, you know, and I said, look at the, t-, and I, thank goodness I had my ticket printed up on the internet, uh, on paper. And then like, he went and he spoke to some guy like in the, in the tour bus and all this shit. And so then like, I see the guy like kind of give a nod and a thumbs up, like, all right. And they're like, all right. So they go, you know, Bruce is supposed to take the stage at nine right before he goes on stage. He'll, you know, cause it was just three of us. So he's like, you know, we'll, we'll take your picture, take your guys pictures. And it's, and it's, it was literally like, you know. Take a picture, get a fist bump, keep it moving. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And as you know, someone who been to a million comic cons, uh, you know, the that I sort of was, you know, I'm used to that sort of uh, the treatment. You know, tell tell your celebrity you love them and, and you mean the world to them. And then and and the and the funny the funny thing is that I'm not like the biggest Bruce Campbell fan. Uh, I'm actually, I mean, but I did love Ash versus the Evil Dead. Like if you have Netflix, I definitely recommend it. You know, it's it's horror but it's comedy. Like, you know, it's, it gets goofy, you know, it, uh, I say horror, but it's just a reason, excuse to fucking throw blood on everything and have zombies, you know, and killing and shit like that. It, it, like I said, it's, it's comedy with a horror tinge. It's not horror with the comedy tinge. And then, you know, uh, last year I had, uh, one of the other stars of the show, Dana DeLorenzo, who's like the super hot Italian chick, uh, do like a, a cameo for me. So, you know, she was, I don't remember when I was sharing that a while back. I mean, that was like a year ago, over a year ago, right? Right before, right before the pandemic hit. So, uh, had a chance to do that. Got to meet Bruce Campbell. Saw the Bubba Ho- which the I never saw Bubba Hotep. So I got a chance to see that in the drive-in. 
so Evil Dead 2, you know, and then, you know, those are the movies you're going to want. Because Evil Dead 1 isn't that great of a movie. Evil Dead 1 and Evil Dead 2 are pretty much the same fucking movie. And then uh, Bubba Hotep, which was weird. <laughs> it's a fucking weird movie, but it's, 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 it's fun. You know, it's one of those movies where, you know, you can't take that movie seriously because it's supposed to be that him, he plays a guy who, who you don't know if he's crazy or not, but he claims to be Elvis in an old age home. And uh, the actor Ozzie Davis, uh, famed, accredited black actor Ozzie Davis, claims that he's John F. Kennedy. <laughs> and they're two people in an old age home, you know, and they're both fucking obviously crazy. And uh, there's a fucking a mummy, which is, you know, another reason to show like a zombie character, Bubba Hotep, who's like killing and eating old people. Like he's he's eating their souls because, you know, they're, they're easy victims and shit. So now they have to fight the mummy, you know. And so it's, it's a goofy-ass fucking movie. But it was fun. Um, once again, you know, you don't watch shit like that seriously. Um, but, like, I... Okay, oh, okay, so let me tell you. This fucking rinky-dink fucking drive-in. I mean, thank God they had us... They let us go see Bruce Campbell. So I shouldn't beat him up too bad. But, uh, you know, we've been getting a lot of fucking rain. You know, people want to talk about, uh, you know, global warming and that shit doesn't exist. Meanwhile... In fucking the northeast part of the United States, which is usually nice and cool and shit like that, they're getting fucking <laughs> triple digit uh, weather, and and certainly the northeast has been getting a shit ton of fucking just like pouring rain all day every day. So this drive-in obviously you know did not have great drainage issues. It's just big giant, you know. And if you ever, yeah, I don't think the last time you've been to a drive-in, but you know. They're, they have big things like in humps. You know, when you drive your car, you kind of drive your car up on the hump, so you're kind of pointed up looking at the screen a little bit. So, you know, bad drainage. And, and I say bad drainage, you know, it's not like, you know, nobody is prepared for all this fucking crazy water. So, uh, you know, bad drainage. And then the drainage kind of, you know, I don't know how this shit works, kind of like seeped into their septic tank, for the lack of a better term. So about in between and in between the movies when everybody gets up to go use take a piss before they see this double feature, uh, and luckily I got a chance to fucking you know to squirt my piss out. But you know the 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 toilets were backed up. Toilets there was so much water in the septic tank the water was actually coming out of the fucking toilets onto the floor, which means everyone's piss was just turned into big giant puddles. So this poor fucking uh, little mom and pop fucking <laughs> driving had just just. Nasty, and you know, and, and I'm pretty sure for that event, you know, I'm pretty sure on an average weekend, you know, they get a couple dozen customers, and now for an event that they're hosting, now they have hundreds of people there, and it just or between that and the fucking the crazy rain, their their facilities were just not ready to handle. I think it was I'd have to take a shit, <laughs> but um, you know, uh, my friend that lives up there says, you know, make sure you bring mosquito spray, which I you know I sprayed the shit, I sprayed myself fucking head to toe. Luckily, I didn't get bitten or anything like that. Um. But other than, you know, <laughs> walking through puddles and pissing, the piss coming back out of the toilet and, and, and the bad drainage issue, it wasn't, it was, it was a great experience. You know, once again, got a chance to meet Bruce Campbell. Now, here's what I wanted to say, and I don't know, we can save this for the nerdy news, but I'd rather say it now. Okay, so they are releasing an Evil Dead video game. It was supposed to come out this year, uh, but he said that um, just, you know, they want to get things right and everything like that, so they're, they're pushing it back to next year. And so someone asked him, What's his next role? And he goes, he goes, one, he goes, well, I have a movie that's in the can. 
and shit, I forgot what he. I think it's called Black Friday, <laughs> and it's about a. He's a manager at like a bullshit Toys R Us store, like a you know janky Toys R Us store, uh, Toys R Us store that gets attacked by aliens. And then he goes, he goes, but there is another movie that we haven't filmed yet, but we're about to, and it's a very strange movie. And so uh, that's the illusion that uh, you know he's going to be in the next Doctor Strange movie. And you know, I don't know, I don't know if you've been following Loki or anything like that, but you know, uh, you know, the big whoop is that you know Mo- Loki has finally uh you know officially to the marvel universe has introduced the multiverse you know when when back in uh you know there were there was you know those suspicions that you know they were doing doing it in wandavision when they brought in the guy who played uh quicksilver from the fox movies from the x-men fox movies uh but that turned out to be a red herring that was and then uh but you know now and it's you know, and it's not really spoilers, but like you know, on the last episode, now the 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 the, the timelines have been broken. The mother, you know, without I guess I'm sorry, that is a spoiler, but you know, from Loki, the timelines are broken. Now there's officially uh, uh, branching branching stories from the multiverse. So technically, any fucking Marvel movie that ever existed can now technically exist in this proper in this storyline because, uh, you know, they they broke the they broke the timeline. So, um, and remember, uh, Bruce Campbell was supposed to be. Mysterio in Spider-Man 4. That was going to be, you know, he was in 1, 2, and 3 and all these little cameos. And it was supposed to be that he was always, he was always watching Peter Parker from the side. Like, you know, he, he kind of knew, he kind of knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man. And uh, he was always sort of putting himself in position so he could keep an eye on Peter Parker. And, you know, once again, and, and Sam Raimi is directing the next Spider-Man movie. You know the the last guy that directed it. I, you know I think he went over to do something else. So they brought uh, they brought in Sam Raimi, and that's going to take you know between uh, the next you know Spider Man No Way Home with the multiverse with having uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire along with obviously Tom Holland, and then um, I mean Marvel's having the What If show, but that's not tech. That's not a multiverse. I mean I guess technically it is kind of a multiverse. It's sort of like What If, but it's 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 not. It's sort of just looking at other timelines. It's not any not it's none of it's supposed to be canon. It's like, you know, what if Peggy Carter became Captain America? What if uh what if Killmonger what if, you know, Killmonger was Star Lord? Like, you know, they picked up Killmonger instead of Peter Quill. Um you know, what if I know there's like there's a bunch of them. There's a, there's a, there's about six or seven episodes. And um the so now with the with the Sam Raimi, he's going to be doing the next uh, Spider-Man movie. So I'm wondering. I mean, obviously Bruce Campbell will have a cameo in it, a uh, Bruce Campbell. But I'm wondering if he's gonna if they're gonna have him cameo as Mysterio, because you know, seeing that that was supposed to be Sam Raimi's next uh, you know, next uh, uh, movie and sequel, it would be great to think that um, we got to see Bruce Campbell as Mysterio. So. Um, a moment ago, I had said, uh, you know, I'm used to the New York Comic Con treatment. Um, they are going to have it in October. Uh, both I and Matt uh, have applied for our press passes. Everything's still up in the air because they haven't made an announcement. On like, you know, usually around this, you know, we we would we we would have known back in May exactly what our situations were. And usually, it's sort of like you get an email just to renew your press pass. Both Matt and I sort of had to reapply. Uh, but I tell you, I tell you, Paul, I'm ready to fucking, <laughs> I'm ready for Comic-Con. I'll take, I'll take COVID 
Delta variant. Oh lord. I'll take the monkey flu. <laughs> I'll take I'll take whatever the fuck they got. I miss Comic Con so I, bad. I I can't not I can't do a con that big right now. I couldn't I couldn't even I I don't even know why you would want to do that honestly. Because number one they sold out near Comic Con, which just made me go. It's the first. Okay. It's the first. I mean, people are having cons, and I know like the the you know the other big one is called Pensacon, which is like in Pensacola, Florida. And yeah. and I mean, but there's like little mini cons. Yeah, there's there's been many there's many cons on on right like right now. But you know what? There was no MoMA con this year, right? Or was there? There was no was there MoMA? No. Con? Well, I mean, it was all online. So well, I'm saying, I mean, as as for like con cons, you know, MoMA con's a big yeah. one. Dragon con's a big one. They didn't have Pensa, but, but once again, but Pensacon is sort of a Pensacon Pensacon is sort of in October also. I mean, don't quote me on that. I could be wrong, but you know that. I think that's like a week after Comic New York Comic Con. Uh, you know, then yet and then San Diego's a San Diego's officially been San Diego's not happening this year. You know, not that, you know, whatever, but you know, New York Comic Con's going to be the first major fucking con. It and, sounds like it. And hey, if I got a good fuck fuck, you know, if I got to fucking wear a mask, I'll wear the mask all fucking 4 days. I'll do what I got to do. You know what I'm saying? I'll take my Please fucking, wear a mask. I'll dude. say my prayers and take my vitamins. <laughs> You well, know, you know, so. I was I was saying to a couple people that I, I've put this up on Twitter that I'll be honest, like going forward when I go to cons, mm. because I really haven't been sick since this whole pandemic. I mean, granted, yes, I've been home most of the time, mm. but I was sitting there thinking to myself, like, if I go to something like that or even if I'm working and we have like shit tons of people, I don't really want to be I don't really want to not have a mask on, even though I'm fully vaccinated. So it's like. I'm probably going to end up start. Yeah, I'm probably going to continue doing that for a while because mm. people. Uh, let's just be let's just be real. People are fucking morons. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I still break out my mask. You know, usually it's usually. I mean, the only place I go that I, I would really wear it now is Walmart. You know, because I just don't. <laughs> I don't. I I I, I don't want to say I like Walmart. I'm just saying is that's that's one of the places I tend to go, and uh, you know, I don't fucking trust the people who go there. You know, especially now, you know, I mean, I said it like a joke, but there is a fucking Delta variant that's been taken. Like, like they like uh, sort of thing like, you know, 99 percent of the people that are dying of COVID now are people who haven't been vaccinated. And once and obviously, if you haven't been vaccinated by this point, you're not going to get vaccinated. You know, saying like anybody who's holding out now when it's like a free fucking shot. No, if you haven't gotten it by now, you're not going to get it. Right. And so those people, I guess, they have to die. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, all these people died. Where the fuck is all the real estate? Do you think you'd find I cheaper mean, apartments I and mean, houses and shit? I, I got to say, like, if you don't, like, first of all, let me, let me make this clear. I'm never going to force somebody to do something. I'm not going to force you to go out and get get the COVID-19 um, vaccine. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you, and actually I'll probably talk about my baby here in a minute because, you know, that's what's happened to me in this last month. Um, so um, basically we uh, – when, we when we were in the hospital after my, my girlfriend gave birth – and I'll talk about my kid here in a minute. But um, the doctor was saying, you know, telling my girlfriend you should get the COVID shot. And the only one that they offered was the Johnson and Johnson. She looked at the doctor and said, I don't know if I really want the Johnson and Johnson. She said, the doctor literally said to her, if you can wait to get the Pfizer, the Moderna one, I would do that. Johnson and Johnson is probably not what you want right now. Mm. 
So, you know, if you go about your doctor's advice and your doctor says don't get it or says to get something else, do that. Because I do respect people that, you know, listen to somebody like their doctor before they do something. But at this point, if we're if we're doing some kind of political talking points and a vaccine really shouldn't be political, a lot of fucking things are political right now, which is yeah. really fucking frustrating. Um, oh, and that's something I want to talk about here in a minute about speaking of politics. We'll, we'll talk about something else, too. Um, but um, it's like if you don't have the vaccine by now, I mean, I don't really feel sorry for you unless there's a reason you don't have your you don't have a vaccine. Like, obviously, there's people that have certain diseases or certain um what am I trying to say here? Like you can't basically you can't take a vaccine. Mm-hmm. If you take a vaccine, you're probably going to get really sick or hurt yourself or possibly even die. Mm-hmm. If you're in that kind of situation, then, you know, hey, I think you're fine. But if we're talking about other people that are just like, I don't want it because political reason, insert political reason oh, or, yeah. you know, I'm not going to get COVID or whatever. I don't feel really bad for you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't. And that's the word. That's gonna be. Kind of, I mean, I know what you're saying, but that's what I'm talking about. The fucking the people who have every fucking chance and opportunity to go, and it just for yeah. whatever fucking bullshit, hard-headed, bullheaded, stubborn fucking excuse, you know, don't get it because you know, just just fucking die already. Free up that fucking real estate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like, yeah, you know. and I'll be honest, like, if so, it's you know, you, you see like these these news organizations. Uh, with with the exception of Fox, because Fox is stupid, um, where they sit there and they go, oh, well, you know, like, for example, New York State. Oh, j- cases have jumped up. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at, like, like Monroe County, where we are, Rochester, has, like, a tracker that like, says how many people are getting COVID every day and how many people have been vaccinated with at least one shot and got two shots, that kind of thing. I'm looking at I'm looking at the tracker and I'm looking at that and I'm like what the what the hell's going on here? And then there's another map that CNN put out where they're showing like where like the high transmission rate is. Mm-hmm. And a lot of New York, especially around the cities, doesn't have a high transmission rate. Mm-hmm. I don't know about New York City because I really wasn't paying attention to that, but um, basically the state is really good. I mean we're also I mean the state's over seventy percent for with one shot. Yeah. So you know like. For example, I feel pretty confident with Rochester being like over 60% right now, which is true, um, with people having one shot. I feel really comfortable working because, let's, let's face it, we don't, we're not really getting a lot of people right now, um, to, you know, be face-to-face with people and not have a mask on. Now, I do have a mask in my suit coat because – if it gets to the point of where we get to the business that we used to have, I'm not going to be, I'm, I'm going to mask up because I don't, I don't know where these people have been. I, I don't want to get COVID, you know? And yes, unfortunately, even though it's a very, very, very small percentage, there are people that have been vaccinated that will still get it. So yeah. I just don't want to be that person. So that's all. I mean, I, I, I commend you for going, but <laughs> I'm kind of sitting here thinking to myself, like, I'll, I'll take the COVID. If I fucking die of COVID, you can say, look, <laughs> he died. He died because he did something he wanted to fucking do. He All right, di- so he two died. He, podcast will be Paul's new podcast. He, he um, died. He died doing something he loved. <laughs> if if I'm going to die, I want to die at Comic Con, okay? 
Yeah. If I, that's the place I, that's then I will die a happy man. <laughs> yeah. And like or, or you know or like you know it's two three weeks after co after Comic Con and like uh, said Paul on the podcast I have a really sad announcement I got I got COVID twenty and uh, I got and the I'm Delta the variant to Paul. and, and uh, Doc's giving me about six weeks to live you know so look oh, I, Lord, but Jesus I got it at Comic Con I spent the last days of my life doing something I Chris love. Chris just do me a favor <laughs> if you get COVID and you're gonna die just get laid please <laughs> please. But um, before we go go to commercial and get into um, the nerdy news, so to speak, I kind of wanted to talk about two things. Um, obviously, I've been gone. I well, I haven't been gone. I've uh, I haven't really been on because, and we really haven't recorded, I should say, because um, obviously I had a kid. I've talked about that. Um, he's over a month now, and you know. It's the typical, you know, the, how do I put this? He's very fussy at some points. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, if my kid needs to go to the bathroom, it's, he's pretty much going to be up for a lot of the day. But, um, you know, he's getting used to life and, you know, used to sleeping at night. So it's, it's getting better. But, you know, it's, uh, I haven't done this in 15 years, folks. It's it's kind of a learning experience again. So, um, but I will say this on the podcast that that I'm not having any more kids. Um, so, you know, if if I end up having another kid, you guys can yell. Me. Hey, unless somebody, <laughs> unless some woman comes to me with some fucking magic pussy, I'm fucking. <laughs> I am done. I am not. Yeah, have, I mean, I'm, na- I'm, I'm not having the natural kids. kids. You know, like. Yeah. I mean, you know, I may, like, if I get with a chick, she may have a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, I may get, like, you know, I'll get with someone that, you know, puts her claws in me to fucking try to have a kid or something like that. But, you know, I got no fucking plans. That's it. I, I don't know how people, people have, like, two or three or whatever. I mean, I'll be honest. <laughs> I just wanted to have another kid because I kind of felt like the one that I have, the 15-year-old, like, he, I just never really got to spend or do what I wanted to him for most of his life do do with him wanted to him. Wow. I'm losing my mind. That's how tired I am. Um, but you know, it, it's going to be great to be able to be like, okay, I can spend Christmas with my kid. I can spend Thanksgiving with my kid. I can, you know, be there on Christmas morning when he opens his gifts. Like that's to me, that's awesome. So, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, it, it's going to be, it's going to, Obviously, once he gets into a sleeping pattern, we'll probably do podcasts a little bit more. I'll be able to do the Tsunami Faithful podcast more, too. But right now, it's, you know, if he's, like, I was going to do a podcast with the Tsunami Faithful podcast uh, this on, I think, Wednesday or Thursday, and my kid was still up. And that was not, I mean, unless you want to have your podcast to be a kid crying in the background, mm-hmm. um, it's not going to happen. So, yeah, but. Um, but speaking of politics, one thing that I wanted to talk about, and I think this is a good thing for us to talk about. Um, so I'm sure you've heard in the news, Chris, because I mean, obviously you probably take the, well, no, you may not take the New York state Thruway, but the New York state Thruway has a bunch of, um, what are they called? Rest stops. Is that, okay. the, is that the term? Truck stops? Whatever yeah, you yeah, call rest it. stops. Some people call sometimes they call texting stops. Right, Rest whatever. Stops, where yeah. where they have like the restaurants and the gas, and you can get all these, and they're ever, you know, they're ever so they're placed so often, so that way 
at some point you'll run into one yeah. a couple times yeah, if you try. Yeah, it's a, pretty much every hour, every hour every forty five minutes if you stand. Because I, I do stand, I do take the through. Like I'm on the thruway for for a little over an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah, so you, you probably pass about at least three truck stops on the side there. Yeah. So, um, so basically what's going on is New York State signed or did this thing where they're gonna update all the all the stops Mm -hmm. and there's gonna be like a grocery store i think in them like a mini grocery store or something like that and they're gonna still have the restaurants um but one of those restaurants has obviously become political which is chick-fil-a obviously um and you know we have obviously the democrats being like oh i don't you know what i mean like i don't want this and then i have then you have Republicans being like, well, they have the right to, to do business wherever. And um, they um, basically, you know, Chick-fil-A is one of these these businesses that's going in. And, you know, people are just making this more about politics. Yes, I get the whole LGBTQ, LGBTQ thing mm-hmm. because they're contributing to organizations that are against that or whatever. Um and yeah, I get that. That's bad. That's a bad thing for your business if you're doing that. I get it. I understand. Um, but my my biggest problem isn't that. My biggest problem is the fact that Chick Fil A closes on Sundays. Sundays is probably one of the busier days for the throughway, and you're gonna put a restaurant on the throughway at several different truck stops, rest stops, whatever you want to call them, and it's gonna be closed. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Like, are, are, did you did you think this one out? Because it's like if it, you have like and I was thinking about this today, Chris, like you got the Bills games on yeah. Sundays. Yeah. You're, you're telling me like <clears throat> if there's a Bills game at one o'clock and ends at four, people are going to want to stop on their way home, possibly at one of these truck stops and get food. Oh, I want to go to Chick-fil-A. Wait, Chick-fil-A is not open. Yeah. So now you just wasted your time. Well, I mean, I'm assuming they'll have more than one place. I mean, every everywhere I go, even right now, the rest stops. You know, there'll be a McDonald's, but there'll also be right. You know, so there's, I mean, it's not usually okay. Now I understand if you want hot food, you know, fast food, hot food, or if you want to call, you know, if you want hot food and Chick Fil A may not be the option. Okay, that's you know, that, that's that's Chick Fil A's decision to close on a Sunday. And trust, and this is come from someone who fucking hates Chick Fil A. But I mean, like most, even if even if like you replace the places now, you can still go to like you know the the you know all these places always have sort of like the news the newsstand place you know the the person the place where you know you could buy the map of the highway and you could buy a Snickers bar and you could buy your Snapple or Monster Energy drink or some shit like that. So like okay, fine. If you want a hot sandwich, then you may be you know you might be shit out of luck on a Sunday if if Chick Fil A is the option, but most of these places have, like I said, the 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 vendor. You know what I'm saying? It's you know it's well, the, and it's and it's funny because yeah, it's, it's mean, you know you know you you'll get your your Snapple or whatever, but there's also like a like a, a ten dollar I love New York refrigerator magnet. Which, you know I'm not gonna fucking buy obviously, but you know some tourists <laughs> no, on the road, someone traveling no. through will will pay ten dollars for well, a, you know, a refrigerator magnet. So <laughs> so it's not it's not gonna be. I need to make that clarification. It's not just Chick Fil A's going in these truck stops. There's Dunkin' Donuts, there's Burger Kings, there's Starbucks. I think I think I mentioned all the ones besides Chick-fil-A. 
Um, so, I mean, it's not going to be every truck stop, so that's a good thing. But again, it's like, but why would you even do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make any sense. But look, I mean, obviously, look, they fucking survived all this time. <laughs> They've been around for a minute. And, you know, once again, this is coming from someone who fucking hates their guts. I mean, you know, it's their business model. They've, 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 they've lasted this long. They've, they've come to fucking New York, you know, like I said, you know, I, I remember I went to them. It was 2002, 2003, and I was in fucking Maryland, and somehow, you know, business is so well that they've expanded to, you know, and, and there's people who fucking, you know, apparently people love their fucking product, and like I said, I I, I enjoyed the sandwich when I went, I I enjoyed the food when I went before I knew their fucking politics, and, and you know, there are people out there, you know, because I've, I've had to call out a couple people on fucking, on, on, on Instagram, not more than... Uh, more than Twitter, where I see them like eating Chick Fil A, and I'm like, you know, how the fuck, you know, am I the fucking first person to tell you that you know Chick Fil A is like anti, anti gay and have supported like, you know, religious groups and and you know these camps, you know that they you know they feel like if like you're gay and you send your teenager to this camp, like you know you know it'll you know they could pray the gay away and shit like that. Like, don't you understand? They su- they support groups like that, and the person's like, oh, I didn't know, and I'm like, how the fuck did you not know? How are you on social media and not know shit like that? But, I mean, like, as for them, look, I, 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 this has come from someone who hates their fucking guts. They, As a business, they can go wherever the fuck they want, you know, saying if there's a place to be opened on a, on a, on a throughway, you know, and they're a business, you know, hey, you know, I don't like them, but, you know, I, I, I can't say they can't, they can't operate. They're not going to get a dime of my fucking money, and they shouldn't. I feel like they, sh- oh, they should be out of business. I mean, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that's like they can't operate there. I'm just saying, it just seems really stupid for to me that if I were on a council deciding on what restaurants can be in these new truck stop, rest stop, whatever, all these ones in New York State, like I would be like, why Chick Fil A? They're, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're they're not even. They're not even open on Sundays. That makes no sense. Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. Like, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, you know, the same people that say you can't have guns or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just saying that it just doesn't make any sense to me that it is. And I, I would and much like everything else, I would I hate when things like this become political because it, it's stupid. Yeah. And it needs to stop. Honestly, everything does not need to be political. Me watching TV shouldn't be political. Me taking a shit should not be <laughs> political. Like me, me buying Taco Bell if I want a Taco Bell should not be political. Period. End of discussion. And I feel like our society is becoming everything's political, and it just needs to stop. Yeah. So. All right. So uh, I think with that, we'll be back with more dick and fart jokes. This episode of Two Strangers, One Podcast is brought to you by Comics Etc. 1115 East Main and North Goodman at the Hungerford Building, door number 8. Find out more information at comicsetc.biz or like them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash comicsetc1. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Ah, necrophilia. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. 
No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, Trudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of it. unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this movie. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this movie. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept Little history up. doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped from watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was How did you watch movie. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. Victory Championship Wrestling presents Lethal Leap Year, on sale now for $9.99. Don't miss a single body slam or epic moment. Witness the showdown between Big Smooth and Johnny Slaughter for the BCW Championship. Go to bcwaction.com for the exclusive events. Only found on bcwaction.com. And as an added bonus, the first 100 people to order this event will receive a free front row seat to the next event. And we're back. All right, Paul. I actually, I don't have too much on the nerdy news. Um, I guess I've, you know, I think I've mentioned this before. I've been mining Dogecoin. Dogecoin? 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 Whatever you want to call it. You know, my tax return came in, and uh, I invested in a pretty nice rig. It's what I'm using right now. Uh, the funny thing is that it is a great gaming rig, and yet I am not a gamer. <laughs> but it's it, it's so it it's such a fucking nice machine. That, like it's future proof. Like it's sort of like like I you know, and I'm not one of those people. I don't play AAA games the day they come out. I'm one of those people. But like I should be good for the next forty five years <laughs> on a fucking machine. Uh, but what I have been doing, and uh, you know that that was the big thing in the people complaining about, is it was actually a shortage of graphics card. Is I've been mining Dogecoin. You know, uh, you set it up and, and you set it and forget it. And of course, you know, Dogecoin has been <laughs> has been tanking recently. They've been, they've been, I mean, right after like Elon Musk. Uh, and the funny, you know, Elon Musk was supposed to be the you know the champion of Dogecoin. Um, uh, you know, right after his set up, and you know, as a joke, he's like, "Oh yeah, it's a scam." You know, they said, it, you know, they said it as a joke in the show, and unfortunately, people fucking—I don't know if they took it seriously or whatever. But I'm, you know, I'm also thinking long term. You know, bit, you know, Bitcoin back in 2013, there were people, you know, you could buy a million Bitcoin for like a dollar or some shit like, and uh, you know, now you know, one Bitcoin is like thirty thousand dollars, some ridiculous number. You know, I, I'm I'm thinking more of the long game. Set it and forget it. You know, mine it now, let it sit there, and then maybe one day it will have some sort of value. So, uh, you know, been doing that, and you know, and that's and it's a, it's a pretty fucking and you know and, and like the 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 graphics card and you know and I've been doing. Oh, and here's something. I mean, I guess I wanted to talk about in the beginning of the episode, and it was something I released it on the same day as the last episode. Uh. But I was working on a cartoon. 
you know, this was sort of my uh, pandemic project, my quarantine project, uh, you know, last year, right around, you know, uh, March or April, or April, because I got, I was still technically working in, oh, I was still technically working in March. Um, the, uh, you know, I, I, I'm suddenly, you know, on furlough from work, and I got nothing but time on my hands, and, uh, you know, I broke out this script that, I was working on a while back for a cartoon called Vale Corp. Uh, I like to call it a mix of like you know Rick and Morty meets The Office, um, and you know I put together. Now, mind you, I mean I had, I had, I, in my head I have the whole like first season down, and I and I have my notes and shit like that. Uh, but I said, you know, let me do the pilot, and uh, you know I I worked on the pilot with the the, the actual script was. Uh, you know, me and my coworker, and um, so you know, we we put the we put the script together, and but I was saying the script had been together. The script was sitting on my fucking hard drive, and and the reason I bring it up is because my my computer. Uh, if you watch the cartoon, all the backgrounds and stuff like that are 3D rendered, and uh, you know they were rendered on my, on my old laptop. And my old laptop back in the day was you know, <laughs> I mean I've had my laptop about four or five years now. And uh, it's HP Envy. I remember, like, when you got your new HP Envy and how happy you were. <laughs> um, mm, yes. You know, uh, you know, I've been getting really into 3D rendering and 3D rendering programs and stuff like that. So I kind of needed, I kind of needed a heavy-duty uh, computer and do shit like that. And so I put the cartoon out. You can go on Two Strangers One Pod, uh, excuse me, YouTube.com, and on the Two Strangers One Podcast page, just look up Veil Corp. Veil as in E I L, right? Veil V. Veil Corp. Uh, Veil Corp. Uh, Veil being an anagram for evil. You know, it's about a guy who goes to work at a at a evil corporation. And if, you know, it's, it's so weird to talk about it on the podcast because there's something that I've been keeping quiet for a while. And I was like, I purposely put it out on my birthday because I'm like, everybody's gonna reach out to me on my birthday to say happy birthday. So I'm like, okay, well, while you're busy selling me happy birthday, I'm gonna say, hey, check out my cartoon. <laughs> um, you know, I I. I, I reached out to a lot of people on Fiverr. You know how you know how he reached out to, but he was in fucking Japan or Korea. Fucking Jim Nelson, one of one of your guys from the Tsunami Fable podcast, who has done professional voice work in the past. Uh, but he goes, oh, I don't have any of my my rigs with me and shit like that. And I'm like, dude, you know, like I, I was like, I'm not asking for fucking blood. Just read a couple lines. <laughs> but you know, I guess he didn't want to do it unless he had he was completely set up. Uh, but the good thing is, I believe he's coming back to the U.S., so I can, uh, you know, I can, ha- I can harass him for my next project. Um, uh, so, you know, I hired people on Fiverr, voice actors on Fiverr. Um, one of the people I actually hired also uh, is a buddy of mine, but uh, they did the character designs, they the the entry and the, the intro and the outro music they mm-hmm. did on their computer. But the cool the intro music. I actually, I, I had, it was a another Fiverr gig that I had a while back that it was trying to, get, I was trying to get music for another project I was working on. It didn't come through, and so I mixed the electrical part with like the heavy metal guitar part. So the intro is something I kind of remixed with what they gave me and with outro music. But you know, uh, some of the voice acting in this fucking one, one of the voice actors is is uh, he works for Second City. He's a, he's a you know the the you know the same people the groundlings people who do Saturday Night Live and shit like that. He's a fucking he's he's a guy who 
trains the classes for people who go to improv classes in Second City. Um, although it's a small part, and, and, and it's a guy who does the voices for uh, the intro every week, John Bailey, the epic voice guy <laughs> from, you know, uh, from Screen Junkies and shit like that, he has a voice in the cartoon. But there are a couple, like, there's a couple of people on this fucking, like, you know, on this project. And I don't want to point, because I don't want to, you know, point out anybody else's performance better than anyone else. But there are a couple of people uh, on the cartoon who were so, like, you know, it made me look good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, with my crappy animation and, and, and shitty backgrounds and, 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 I mean, beautiful character design, but, you know, just me butchering it up with the way I animated it. Um, but the voice acting, some of these people were fucking top notch. And I would work with these people again, and I'm surprised how they are not famous already or, or, or something like that. Or, or who knows? I'm hoping, you know, maybe one day they can, maybe they will become more of a household name. And I go, hey, you know, before they got famous, they were on my, my cartoon. So uh, if you get a chance, you know, go to, go to our YouTube page, check out Bailcorp, E-I-L-C-O-R. And that's sort of like, I was also like finishing the cartoon within a year. Now, mind you, I did it by myself. And the people that I hired, I mean, okay, the the character design was done by my friends, you know, two two of my friends who also did voices in the show. Um, so the character design, uh, you know, I didn't technically I didn't pay for, and uh, you know, and I'd like, you know, I I would love to, you know, I don't know if, if I was ever try to make money on it or whatever. I want to compensate these people for their time. A lot of the voice actors I paid for, you know. When all is said and done, I ended up spending about $700. So $700 and then just my time. And then, you know, last year, you know, when my daughter's mother died, <laughs> I mean, that took a lot of wind out of my soul. I was kind of like big into the project and she passed away. And so, you know, it's been a year. You know, I've been a single dad for a year. You know, where's, where's my child support? But, you know, I've been, I've, been a, I've been a single dad for a year in the middle of the fucking pandemic. So that took a lot of wind. I would have probably gotten done with this project a lot sooner. You know, then plus also just being a dad. I mean, I can't focus too much on the fucking project if I got a kid running around every five wanting my attention. You know, if you could probably hear my daughter in the background. Uh, <laughs> um, so, you know, for $700 and a year, I got a fucking half an hour cartoon produced, <laughs> which I think is pretty fucking awesome. Mm. And I, I really like the episode. I'm very fucking proud of <clears> it. <throat> it's not pretty. No, it's not pretty. But, um, you know, I now I have, just like my book, just like both my books, <laughs> just like this podcast, it's something I could point my fucking finger at and say, you know what? It may not be, you know, we may be doing one episode a fucking month or whatever, but that's my fucking baby. That's my ugly fucking baby that I'm, you know, it's it's my thing. You know, been doing the podcast for nine years, I've two books, did a cartoon, and shit like that I'm fucking proud of. And when I'm fucking dead, I get hit by a truck tomorrow, people, oh, I love the cartoon, it was so great. And, you know, people, no one's telling me shit now. But you know, after I fucking after I'm in the ground, oh, you know, I mean, I didn't get a chance to tell him, but it was a good cartoon. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm really fucking proud of it, and you know, maybe one day, you know, I can forward it to the right person and get my foot in the door. You know, I I did send a link to Chris Pranoski, uh, the head of, of of Titmouse. You know, he was like, oh, you know, I'm on the road right now, I'm on a trip, and and he probably gets shit like that all the time. And I don't expect anything to come of it, you know, but at least I can say, like, you know, I made the attempt, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't want to harass the fucking guy. He's been very good to us as a podcast. He's been very good mm -hmm. to the Tanami Faithful guys, you know, I mean, you know, you know, remember at Comic-Con, like, you know, he did an interview with us right after he just did a fucking whole panel and shit. He didn't have to do that. You know, I've been a guest at his part. I've been, you know, not a guest, but, you know, I've crashed 
<laughs> I've crashed uh, two or three Titmouse parties uh, when I go to New York Comic Con. So, you know, he's been very good to us. So I don't want to harass him, but, you know, I would love to, like, you know, or maybe, you know, something something, <clears throat> something was happening to this. And I work with Chris Pernoski, you know, like someone like, who, where do you want to take this? Like, I want to work yeah. with Chris P. You know what I'm saying? Like, Chris P's been good to me. Let's fucking, let's make this shit happen. And, 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 and that cartoon is something you would see made by Titmouse. And that's something, in our, and, and I always had, it's something you would see on Adult Swim, you know, so I'm I'm very proud of it, and allow me, thank you for letting me fucking talk shit for the past 10 minutes about how great my cartoon is, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, You're so, fine. so I've been mining, I've been mining, mining Dogecoin, and like I said, I got myself a newer computer, I mean, you know, pretty beefy fucking beef, so I can do stuff, because, you know, when I was working on that fucking thing, on a cartoon, and like, you know, something, you know, some some programs auto save. You know, it goes ten minutes auto save, and sometimes it'll auto save and fucking just like lock up my computer while it's auto saving, which is good for me. I don't want to lose my progress, but also like shit. Imagine every ten minutes I told you you have to fucking stop doing what you're doing. You know, but then again, sometimes you need it to auto save because you know if you fuck up and there's a problem, you know, because there's a couple times because my my old laptop, uh, the fan inside is broken, and if you're doing anything graphics intensive, it'll fucking overheat and just shut the fuck off. You know, so. Uh, you know, I got myself money. You know, it was a little reward to myself. You know, and, and once again, you know, I love doing the podcast. I love talking about movies and cartoons and video games and shit. But also, I want to fucking make movies, cartoons, and video games. You know what I'm saying? I want to do all that shit. I, you know, and that's and, and look, I may be you know 43 and I'm an old fuck and I'll I'll never probably have a, a real shot in the business. But at least I can say I gave it a fucking shot. You know, and 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 I, I put it out there and yeah, it's out there for free and shit like that. But you know, uh, I'm proud of it. And, you know, so all right, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on with the news. Uh, yeah. Batman not eating Catwoman's pussy. <laughs> oh yeah, that did happen while let's, we were. Let's talk about gone, something yeah. serious. Uh, yeah, so uh, it was it was a proposed scene for the Harley Quinn show on uh, on um, on. Uh, well, now it's on HBO Max. It was it was on. Well, which is ironically going to be marathoned in a couple weeks on Toonami, But continue. Oh shit! Well, the DC and DC and and, and Turner have always had a, a had a friendly relationship. So, yep. Um. Uh. So uh. So the notes came back. Uh. We can't have a scene, and it wasn't even like it was gonna be graphic. Graphic. It was supposed to be like you know, Batman's head comes up into the screen from obviously Catwoman laying down or whatever, and like he like wipes his mouth or some shit like that. And they're like, oh, heroes don't do. That. And I'm like. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you apparently haven't seen other Batman comics or, I don't know, other Batman shows. Yeah, I mean, you know, just recently, I mean, DC Comics themselves, like, recently they had uh, what was called Batman Black or Batman Dark. I mean, was I mean, issue, if we... Like, you see his dick in the comics? Like, <laughs> like, I mean, if if you want to go, if, we, if you really, really want to dig into this, like, I, well, I can't think of what the, the movie, I think it was, which one was it? I want to say it was Batman and Harley Quinn, maybe. I don't. I don't remember which one it was. <clears throat> but there was a scene where she takes she's fucking um, Robin. She takes Night Nightwing hostage, and she has him tied to the bed, and she sees that he has, you know, and yeah. she decides to fuck him. Yeah. Like, so I, I'm confused. That's okay to imply, but you can't imply that. Um. Yeah, and especially, okay. like, you know, like, where do they go? Like, heroes don't do that. I mean, one, I mean, 
you know, even like if you t- let's take all the fucking like goofy ha ha ha. I mean, it's it's just a, it's a sexual act. It's 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 nothing, you know. And they have a sexual relationship, you know. Fucking oh, but uh, in the cartoon, it's canon in the cartoon that he has his son Damien with yeah. uh, with uh, exactly with Rasha exactly. Al Ghul, with Talia Al Ghul. So let me mm-hmm. get this straight: he can have a kid out of wedlock and everything like that. With, with but he can't go down on a woman. Yeah, which is the yeah, that makes no sense. His his the mother of his kid, his baby mama, is the is also an assassin and and is is the daughter of the fucking one of the biggest assassin organizations in the world the most dangerous starkest secretist you know and all this shit you know the, the you know Raj Al Ghul is on par with fucking like the Joker like maybe just under the Joker when it comes to being like Batman like even though he doesn't get a lot of representation in the comics and shit like that but I'm seeing as for like someone that can <clears throat> that is a true uh, mirror of Batman this is a true, like you know, like uh, a fucking force to be reckoned with. Oh, he could fuck her daughter <laughs> out of wedlock, <laughs> you know, but he can't go down on fucking Catwoman, you know. I mean, let's establish character. This, and come on, this... every who every rendition of Catwoman. <laughs> well, I mean, let's 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 take this a step farther. Um, do we need to talk about what happened in Killing Joke? Oh yeah, like like oh, oh so the Joker can rape and rape and, and torture and. and... Or you know, well, I mean, not even, well. I mean, I mean, Batman had sex with cat with not Catwoman, Bat, uh, Batgirl. Batgirl. Yeah, and it was implied, but you can't imply it in the cartoon. Again, I, I understand we're saying TV here, but there's some there's some shit in that series that you sit there and go, oh, okay. Yeah. And that's it. That right. show is fucking. That show has had some pretty gory fucking moments. You know what I'm saying? Like people blood splatter and 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 people get chopped the fucking bits. I mean, also let's let's keep let's let's keep this in perspective. It's not on TV right now. It's actually on HBO Max. So you're telling me that you can't like have some disclaimer in front of the the, the episode. By the way, kids probably aren't being allowed to watch this show in the first place because yeah. of the content that's coming out of yeah, this that, show. That show, as I'm saying, that show has graphic violence, real graphic reason, fucking violence. It's the whole reason why a lot of people were were confused when TBS had it for a while. Because they're sitting there and they're going, why isn't it over on Adult Swim? <laughs> like you're talking about a, sh- a comedy that's mm-hmm. adult, that's that's a that's a show that that Adult Swim does all the time, and you're telling me that that goes to TBS. I'm sitting there going, like, really? <laughs> like yeah. really? Like yeah, it, it's it's. I mean, it, it's it's going to be on Tsunami for God's sakes. <laughs> like yeah. you know, like. I mean, if Toonami can put it on, I think we're good. Yeah. So, like I said, this is a goofy little joke, and it's more once again, it's more implied than anything. Yeah. I could have said, you know, you know, the, the the scene was, you know, he's going to town on her and shit like that. You know, okay, that's a, but it's it's literally like his head coming up, from, you know, from off screen, and she happy. You could tell like she's laying on her back or whatever. I mean, you know, they're being a little fucking uptight. You know, like. Yeah, let them let them have fun, especially the like I said, that show has tons of cursing and all types of shits. But uh, and once again, you know, uh, from you know Lee Merriweather to Eartha Kitt to Halle Berry to Michelle Pfeiffer to uh, Anne Hathaway, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, Anne Hathaway, Jesus Christ, you know, they, all of them, every she, single one of them. <laughs> she's plastered her naked body on so many films at this point. It's just like. 
it was like who wouldn't go down on this? <laughs> yeah. Oh well, yeah. You're talking about Catwoman. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's like, what I'm saying. Is I mean, I mean, just saying is like all these women who played Catwoman are all fucking fine, gorgeous women. You know, shit, the fucking, uh, you know, even even the fucking animated series version. I mean, I know that I don't want to sound like that weird kind of perverted guy or the fucking the Arkham Asylum games. Catwoman has always been super fucking sexy. It's you know, like to say like you're not gonna fucking you're not going to go down on that? Like, there's something fucking wrong with you, you know? <laughs> you know, heroes don't do that. This is so fucking prudent. You know, it is what it is, and, you know, maybe they'll make a joke of it somehow or some shit. Yeah. Uh, saw Black Widow. Uh, you know. Yes, you did. You did see Black Widow, didn't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, surprisingly good. I, 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 I honestly thought it was going to be, like, really fucking corny and stupid <laughs> and... You know, Black Widow's boring, and not that she's boring. I, I mean, I, obviously, I'm a Marvel fanboy and everything like that. But like, this was sort of like I had the lowest expectations for this movie, and I was pleasantly surprised. And let me tell you, and it didn't even it didn't even translate because okay, so I went like I said last last week. I went to the drive-in for the Bruce Campbell thing, and it was one of those multi-drive-ins where you know if I turned around, they were giving Black Widow. You know, I can turn my head and watch Black Widow if I wanted to. Um, you know, and change the station on my radio and listen, you know, listen to that, you know, listen to the FM transmission on, on that st- screen if I wanted to. But I was there for the Bruce Campbell thing. And when I was watching it, maybe it's because, you know, I'm watching scenes out of context and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, this looks boring. You know, I'm not going to lie. It looked boring <laughs> from, from last week. And uh, so, you know, I said, fuck it, you know, it's a Marvel movie. And, 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 and look, I've always been fanboy. I had said even back then, I'm like, look, I'm, I'm going to pay that $30 at Disney Plus, or, which I didn't. I ended up actually going to actual movie theaters, which I could have just watched on Disney. I'd have to ask my boss if he, <laughs> if he could pay the $30. I, mean, I could give him the $30. But, um, I said, you know, just I said, fuck it. Let me just go to the theater, do the right thing. You know, it's a Marvel movie. I support the Marvel movies. Uh, and like I said, really good. Um, you know, my only complaint is this movie should have come out a couple years ago. This movie, sh- it should have come out after Captain America: Civil War. Only oh, one because that's when it takes place. The whole movie takes place after Captain America: Civil War, and uh, it's also, you know, uh, I mean, yes, we had Captain Marvel, but you know, Black Widow has been in the universe longer. She should have been the first uh, female-fronted Marvel movie. You know, instead of Captain Marvel, which no one really knew or gave a shit about, quite frankly, you know, at least, you know, even even in the first Avengers movie, Black Widow was fucking showing us how awesome she is. You know, when she has the whole scene where she has the guy tied to the chair, um, excuse me, where she's tied to the chair and you think like she's going to get her ass beat. But it's, it's actually like she was she always had the advantage anyway. She just let herself be tied to the chairs so that like, you know, let the guy think that he's getting over and shit like that. So she's always been an awesome character. And, uh, you know, it, my only complaint is the movie should have been earlier. I mean, there's a little bit of a twist on who the Taskmaster is. I think that was kind of stupid because it's, it's, it's not the Taskmaster from the comics. I mean, it's not really spoiling that much, but, you know, it's, I've, I've heard it on other podcasts and seen it on YouTube videos. So I'm not, I won't, obviously I won't spoil it, spoil it, but, you know, it's not the Taskmaster that's usually in the comics. Um, but they kind of, they explain it in a good way. And then plus, technically, yes, you can have two Taskmasters. Not that I don't think they'll ever. I don't think they're ever going to readdress. I don't think they're ever going to address the Taskmaster issue again. But you know, in, in the comics, I believe at one point there were two Taskmasters. Uh, you know, did they fuck up the scene? Yeah, they fucked that up. 
you know, I liked all the characters. I loved uh, <clears throat> uh, David Harbour. What is this? David Harbour, the guy from Stranger? Oh my God, he's from New York too. He's state, uh, not like from like like Westchester. Um, but it was really good, you know. And it's got what's her face from the the uh, uh, from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, Kira Knightley, and then uh, then the whole you know this whole. And you know, without spoiling too much, and it's not really, and once again, and it's not really a spoiler if you kind of were following the whole universe. Um, you know, it's basically bringing in that the new girl, the girl. I, I didn't see the movie Midsummer, but it, she was in the movie Midsummer. But it's supposed to be, you know, we were introduced to, you know, another girl from the Black Widow program who is like, for all intents and purposes, uh, Black Widow's sister, although they're not blood sisters. You know, they, there's a, there's a bit to that watch so much either, but you know. She's she's gonna come back in some future movie. You know the, the 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 ongoing rumor is is that they're gonna they're basically gonna start like a a second Avengers where it's gonna be her and the daughter of of Hawkeye and fucking um uh what's his face uh, Abomination and you know like they're bringing they're they're slowly bringing back all these characters. You know they have small roles in that movie and then like you know by the time we get to like you know. Maybe not the next Avengers film, but the the quote unquote next Avengers film after that, it'll be a whole new team of Avengers. So they're bringing all these people, sort of like everybody's getting replaced, <laughs> you know. And you know they'll have Iron Heart, which is basically the girl Riri Williams, the the black female teenage Iron Man and shit like that. So you know they're you know they just haven't introduced that character yet. You know by the time we get by the time we get to that next Avengers movie, they would have they're going to establish that character. All right. Uh, saw the Forever Purge. Surprisingly good. Surprisingly good. Better than I expected. Um, yeah, you did see the Forever Purge. Yeah, that was. Uh, you know, that's. I can't believe there's five fucking. I, I, like, I didn't realize there were like. There's like. Then there's like the Purge. The next. Then there's like the next Purge, and then there's like Purge Election Year, and then there's one called the First Purge. There's a fucking like. There's a. I want to say USA Network has a fucking Purge TV show. Um, but this one is called the Forever Purge, and without spoiling too much, it's basically, you know, the purge comes and goes, and then, like, the next day, like, when the purge is supposed to be over, these people don't like the fact that the purge is over, and, and so, like, they continue the purge, and it's sort of like, it, it's, it's one of those deals where, uh, you know, I mean, it was written, obviously, before the it was filmed and written right before, you know, like Insurrection and shit like that. But like, I don't know if maybe they tweaked the movie after it was filmed and shit like that. Like, you know, of course, you know, they, they you know, they tweak movies up to the last minute. But it's certainly in in a, in a day and age where we have the insurrection by people who didn't like the decision that, you know, the, not decision, but the, the, the honest fact that Donald Trump lost the election and they took they took matters into their own hands that's what the purge did is like these people didn't like the fact that the purge was just one day and so they took matters into their own hands so i don't know if it was a decision made after the fact or whatever but it, it like seeing that it comes just months after the insurrection is fucking brilliant you know like i said it might have been a whole other movie before january 6th and they just kind of added scenes or or edited during, you know the reporters in the middle and shit like that but uh, it was a surprisingly good uh, good movie, especially for like the fifth movie in a series. You know, usually by the time it gets to number five, it's dog shit. Uh, Richard Donner passed away. You know, gave us you know Superman one and two, The Goonies, Lethal Weapon. Uh, the list goes on. 
I just, you know, I just thought it was particularly cool because they're talking about the kid from the kid who played Chunk in the Goonies, you know, <laughs> and growing up as a fat kid, I traumatize every time I think about, you know, how many times they tell fat kids to do the truffle shuffle. Uh, but like Richard Donner, like paid for him to go to college and paid for him to go to like law school or I'm paid for, I think it was paid for him to go to law school and, and shit like that. So, you know, and he's like, you know, he's like, he's a Hollywood lawyer now and stuff like that. So it's sort of like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like Richard Donner's fucking crying for money or anything like this. Big time Hollywood producer and director. But, um, you know, uh, the fact that, you know, he paid for Chunk's <laughs> law school is nothing to sneeze at either. Um, did you see America, the motion picture on Netflix? I did not, no. Oh, my God. It is so fucking ridiculous. I'm surprised it's not, you know, like I mentioned earlier, it's a titmouse. It's not a titmouse thing. It's from Sony. It's it's uh, not so, uh, It's from the same people who did Into the Spider-Verse. And it's called America on the Motion Picture, and it's a ridiculous, uh, like, you know, it has to do with, like, you know, George Washington and Abraham Lincoln are friends, but then, like, you know, obviously, you know, Abraham Lincoln gets killed, but obviously, you know, the timelines all don't match up, and then, you know, then they recruit, like, um, uh, you know, uh, what's, oh my goodness, why am I drawing blanks on the names, you know, they recruit, like, Tom Edison, Thomas Edison, and, and other, and it's, like, shit, like, you know, he has, like, he has like retractable chainsaws on his like his wrists. Like you know, he he pulls his hands out and like chainsaws pop out right above his wrists when he fights. It's you know, and and like you know, they get on the Titanic and you know they're fighting like you know King Richard or whatever. King Richard comes and it's like you know the Emperor from the Star Wars movies and shit like that. It is such a fucking ridiculous fucking movie. You know, super over the top. You know, no no basis in fact or reality. All the guys are, everybody looks like a big giant fucking, you know, He-Man character and shit. Like, everyone's all jacked up and shit. Even, like, Abraham Lincoln looks like a fucking He-Man and shit like that. It is so fucking ridiculous. And, and I, you know, if you just want to just fucking turn off your brain for an hour and a half. Hour and, a half. and, of course, it has, you know, it does have, because the joke is, you know, uh, you know, these are white guys who want to be free. And, like, you know. And yeah, they have like you know they, they there's a native they have Geronimo Geronimo joins them and they're like you know it's like how do I know like like he wants like they asked Geronimo to join the team how do I know you're gonna make this promise and not just uh, you know turn your back on your promises when I'm done and um you know sort of like talking about like how Native Americans got stabbed in the back by uh, colonists and shit it is so fucking funny and so I definitely recommend it when you give it a chance when you get a chance um. The trailer for the Sopranos uh, prequel movie, Saints of New York. I have seen that. Yeah, that that that. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting there looking at the trailer and I'm like, this just seems like a. I mean, okay, yes, it's a gangster movie. Yes, the Sopranos is gangster, but I'm just like, it doesn't really seem like a Sopranos thing. I guess. Yeah, I, mean, I don't well, know. It's, it's I mean, it's supposed to take place in the the 60s. I don't know. I mean, how fucking old? Is I guess. Time? Yeah. You know, but, you know, like in the 60s and it has to do with like race riots in Newark and shit like that, because there were, I believe there were race riots like in Newark. So, you know, you got the Italians and the blacks and and, you know, they're the up and coming, you know, up and coming mob boss and shit like that. You know, and I just I just find it hilarious. It's like Newark. It's like because the Sopranos did not take place in Newark. <laughs> the Sopranos was actually all in the suburbs and shit like that. So it's like, 
you know, in the suburb where they filmed most of the show is a place called Fairlawn, New Jersey. But they call it the Saints of Fairlawn. Doesn't exactly sound as, as intimidating as the the Saints of Newark. But like I said, but at least Newark is like, you know, Newark is, you know, it's the it's it's the part of the town you don't want to live. I mean, let's put it like that. I mean, does it happen to be the black place, <laughs> the black part of town? Yes. Um, but you know, I mean, once again, the '60s and the civil rights movement, and and you know, the Italians, and they always have the the, the the tensions between the Italians and the blacks and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. You know, I I mean, I loved... It's so weird. Like, I loved watching The Sopranos, but I also fucking hated it because, like, there were so many storylines that didn't go anywhere. You know, they were, like, such great setups and then, like, no fucking payoff. And, you know, Tony gets shot. There's, like, a whole season where he's, like, dead, but is he dead or not? You know, there was, this, you know, there's this scene where, like, you know, his therapist gets raped or whatever, but then, like, she doesn't even tell Tony. Like, you know, she could... Obviously, Tony had a thing for her, and, and he's a powerful guy, and she could have, like, told him or, you know, and he would have fucking found that guy and had him killed and shit like that. Um, uh, you know, there's a whole... The, you know, one of the big fi- famous episodes, they're in the Pine Barrens with Steve Buscemi and, and all this shit, you know, and they lose the Russian guy, and, like... It, you know, it's a guy like they shoot in the head and somehow he survives and they're chasing his body through the fucking pine barrens and then like he disappears and then that's it. It's like, you know, they never bring up that character. He never comes back to get retribution or anything like that. And it's like, you know, they had so many great stories that there was like no fucking payoff to, not to mention the biggest one being the fucking ending. If the end, the end the series the way they did where everything goes black, like, I mean, of course, you know. They were, I guess they were always, you know, they use, they probably use that as leverage, like, oh, that we'll, we'll make a Sopranos movie, not knowing that fucking James Gandolfini, you know, big six foot tall fucking guys who are 300 pounds don't live that long, <laughs> you know, so, you know, they weren't expecting him to fucking pass away, because I'm pretty sure had he still been alive, that would have been just a Sopranos movie, it would have been a continuation, but they could have done the movie where he, they could have also done the movie where he was dead, and now it's the vacuum of power you know who takes over now that tony's dead you know they could have done that movie also i mean technically they could still do that movie you know but uh i mean i'm gonna am i gonna watch it absolutely but you know i'm watching it sort of like uh with a little bit of apprehension because david chase he's great at setting things up and unfortunately not that great at, at paying them off um they showed they had uh behind-the-scenes uh, pictures taken of uh, Michael Keaton for the Flash movie. So Michael Keaton is reprising his his role as the 89 Batman. You know, you know, it's funny, now DC and uh, DC and Marvel are both fucking running to see who can come out with the first movie that actually has the multiverse involved. I mean, Marvel's going to beat him to the punch, but not by much, you know. But it's funny, because you notice that, like, you know, there was talks about a Flashpoint movie, a.k.a., you know, alternate universes and shit, a long time ago. And DC kind of dragged their feet getting shit taken care of. And now Marvel all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, because Into the Spider-Verse was its own thing. Into the Spider-Verse is not really connected to any of the Marvel movies. And yet, you know, all of a sudden when DC wants to do a multiverse movie, now all of a sudden Marvel's now we have Multiverse of Madness and What If and Spider-Man No Way Home and, and the Loki series. All of a sudden everything's multiverse with DC. I mean, Marvel, but. And let's not forget that DC kind of years ago, years and years ago, when they were still fucking, you know, fucking around with Batman v Superman, they were saying, oh, we're going to have a Flash movie. And, you know, the the, the focus of the, when we finally get a Flash solo movie is going to be Flashpoint, which is a.k.a., you know, branching off timelines and multiverses and, you know, different realities. 
So, um, once again, seeing Michael Keaton, if you're surprised, I mean, I hope, I hope they don't fucking cop out and it's just Bruce Wayne. Because if it's just Bruce Wayne, that whole movie, I'm going to fucking be pissed. I want to see Michael Keaton in the fucking suit, guys. Um, uh, the Metallica, the Black Album. It's not really nerdy news, but, you know, the Metallica, the Black Album hits 30 years old this year. 30 years since the the Black Album came out. That's the one with Enter Sandman and Wherever I May Roam and Nothing Else Matters and all the poser songs. All the, all the people who, like, don't really like Metallica but, like, know enough of their songs. Like, it's all, it's all the songs from that fucking... <laughs> All the songs on that album, their sellout album, uh, but they're putting out an album where they they're releasing like eighty something tracks, where it's all like different bands covering songs from that specific album. And so far, they've released like five or six of them online, and they all suck. Why would you have bands that are worse than Metallica covering Metallica songs? And the sad thing is, the only good sounding one is the one sung by fucking Miley Cyrus. <laughs> But Miley Cyrus is actually a talented singer. I mean, you take away all the fucking, you know, I'm shaking my pussy on stage because my dad made me force me to do Disney fucking shows for 10 years or whatever. You know, once you get past the the rebellion, she's actually a talented singer. So, um, uh, like I said, the only good version is like Nothing Else Matters by uh, by Miley Cyrus. And there's a couple, and there's like, I think like Elton John's on the song and and they got Yo-Yo Ma, like the the Chinese uh, violin guy. So I mean it's it's pretty good. Um okay, so I saw in the Heights <laughs> the Lynn Manuel Miranda thing and I put out a video about this and you can see the video on our YouTube page, YouTube Two Strange Little Podcast. I I I put out a theory that Lynn Manuel Miranda needs to write and or direct a GI Joe movie. And the reason I say that and I go more into details is that I watched a documentary about the behind the scenes of the In the Heights play, the actual play, and this was made, you know, fucking in 19, I mean, 2006 and shit or whatever, or 2007, 2008. It was way before anyone knew knew or cared who the fuck Lin Manuel Miranda was. And uh, during the during the recording, like he's in a, he's in his dressing room. There's a fucking GI Joe poster on the wall with like Cobra Commander on it. Uh, uh. There's a scene where he's wearing a shirt. It has Destro on it. Once again, from from, from G.I. Joe for the second in command of the bad guys, Cobra. And then um, I was doing a little bit of searching, and I found a, a video of him. And once again, this around the time of In the Heights where he was with his buddy near, in their house. He's in his friend's house or whatever. And he's playing, he's playing with a Cobra Commander action figure. You know, and I'm like... And this is him as a grown ass man. This is him. This is him like while they're while they're doing like in the Heights before he got famous. So like, okay, he did Hamilton. He did in the Heights, which I love. Let me tell you, I loved in the Heights. It's it's such a good, you know, it's it's. I mean, it's a fantasy movie because nothing bad happens in it. Like, you know, I mean, okay, people, uh, a person dies, an old lady dies, but that's you know because she dies of old age, not she gets shot or anything like. That. <laughs> which broke my heart. Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, in the Heights is such a great fucking movie. It totally makes me... And it's like, that New York doesn't even exist. Like The New York I visited doesn't look like the, the New York they had it in the Heights. Uh, my point being is that Lin-Manuel Miranda is obviously a G.I. Joe fan. And he has a lot of pull, and he has a lot of, you know, people will listen to him. I think he should do a G.I. Joe movie. I would love to see what he can do. Because he, you know, he has, obviously has respect for the old... And of course, yes, I do recognize that G.I. Joe actually goes back to like the fucking 50s or but I mean the the 80s revival of GI Joe. 
And then the last thing on my list, unless oh no, well, excuse me, two things. Uh, I had mentioned He-Man earlier. Uh, the He-Man Revelations, Kevin Smith show. Uh, Kevin Smith is the showrunner of the new He-Man Revelations. Looks fucking awesome. Uh, comes out, I would say July 30th, present July on Netflix. Um, they're saying that this is basically a, a continuation of the original 80s cartoon. Obviously, it looks a lot much better. Uh, it's the same people who've done uh, like Voltron and Castlevania and a couple, like pretty much Netflix uses the same people uh, when they do the animation. So the animation looks fucking fantastic. You know, kind of has an anime twinge to it. You know, not too much, but you know, kind of has that the way the shading and shit like that, and and the very um, kinetic energy to all the, the the motions and shit like that, which is not not a bad. I'm I'm not saying that in a negative way. It's fucking beautiful. And but you know, Kevin Smith wrote it, and then uh, like the uh, Kevin Smith's like his right hand man on this particular project was like a guy who's like a die hard. He- fan like like he's like he goes like you know my job i just want to just not disappoint this guy <laughs> and uh and you know then they had and it's got you know and it's got like mark hamill's the skeleton mark hamill's playing skeletor i forgot the woman's name the woman that played cersei on game of thrones you know the evil queen she was she's playing evil lynn uh <laughs> he got jason muse uh he got jay uh to play uh skunkor or stinkor the skunk guy there's a couple other, a bunch of people who've worked with Kevin Smith in the past are, are doing the voices and shit. You know, I I, I love T-Man growing up, and I I think I told a story about it on Facebook. You know, my godbrother used to collect T-Man and like that, and he was a bodybuilder and he was a bouncer at Studio 654, and he was a he was he did security at this place in New York City called Forbidden Planet, which was like a big famous comic book store. So he used to bring home tons of comics, tons of toys, and which is why like I guess I'm the way I am today. And uh, like his one of his things was he had a he, I, he prized his fucking heemchen and he had on like imagine like shelves he had shelves like about a foot down from the ceiling all around, on his room about a foot down but it was like every fucking he-man toy that came out he had on display um, and like out of the box but on display on his shit so that's like a very very happy memory from my childhood. Uh, from my godbrother, so, you know, He-Man, like, and he was, like, a walking, talking, living he except he had dark hair, so, um, you know, He-Man is a very, very, very pleasant memory from my childhood, and, oh, and then, the passing of Bismarck E, mm-hmm. the, or- the original friend zone, <laughs> yeah. you got what I need, what you say is just, a, just friend. a friend, yeah, and Bismarck E, you know, and he he had a yeah I mean, he had a song called Pickin' Boogers. He had a song called The Dragon, which is about like people with like bad breath, like your breath, like your breath is so bad. It's like you know, let's be real here. He was like slow or retarded. Uh, you know, the guy he wasn't normal, and he wasn't like he wasn't weird. Like hey, that guy's weird. Like weird uncle, weird Al Yankovic's weird. The guy had fucking he had some sort of mental issue, with but somehow. Given his, you know, I mean, not limitations, and you could tell he, even when he talked, he he talked all sloppy, and 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 like, you know, I mean, people laughed at him, not necessarily with him, and shit like that. But he fucking, I mean, you want to talk about the American dream? This fucking guy took whatever whatever disadvantages that he had, and turned it around and made it into a fucking career. You know what I'm saying? You know, calling, you know, if you want to make it a joke or whatever the case may be. The guy got fucking paid. <laughs> 
you know, and and the funny thing is that like you know, there's a whole generation of people who only know Bismarcky because he was on that show Yo Gabba Gabba, <laughs> you know, because uh, the um, you know, that show was very like you know they focused you know it was a, it always had a big music focus and stuff like that. And Bismarcky was also one of the things was um you know, he was like a, a beatbox guy, you know he was you know he was like a, one of like the top three in the '80s of the guys who were like known for for beatboxing. So you know and he, he you know whatever the case may be whether he was retarded and I, I, when I say retarded I mean of course I'm not saying that in a negative derogatory way. The guy had some sort of limitation <laughs> or special needs and somehow fucking still made a fucking career. Uh you know let's we'll talk about the American dream. So. You know, uh, you know, and I, you know, and I'd never, I would never laugh at him. I never did laugh at him, but you know, I, I laughed with him. You know, he seemed like a, he seemed like a, a fun guy to be around. Coincidentally, I was watching a video today that they were talking about um, Men in Black Two, and remember, he's in Men in Black Two for like two seconds when uh, when uh, Kay is working in the post office, and all like everyone who's working in the post office, there are aliens. And then, like, Will Smith talks to Bismarcky, but, like, been beatbox, like, it's supposed to be, like, an alien language. Like, you know. So, uh, I thought that was, you know, it was so funny that I just coincidentally seen that video today, like, just the day after Bismarcky died. So, uh, rest in peace, Biz. Um, unless you got anything else you wanted to talk about, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm good. I mean, I got some, I got something going on, but, you know, I'm not going to talk about it just yet. And I may not talk about out. it for long. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, until it pans out. I mean, I'll I'll talk about it. If it doesn't pan out, well, yeah, there's gonna be an episode. <laughs> but I mean, I, right now I gotta see how it pans out, and then we'll go from there. Gotcha, gotcha, so. gotcha. So uh, let's wrap this up. That's, That's what, what she, she said. said. All right, please visit twostrangeswonepodcast.net and .com for all things show related. You can find links to our iTunes page. If you have an iPhone or iPad or iPod, uh, you can subscribe to us there. If you don't have an iPhone, iPad, or iPod, you can subscribe to us on the Stitcher app. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, the Stitcher app for Android devices. Uh, well, before the pandemic, uh, you know, I would I would put it on Listen Later and available online. Off, excuse me, available offline. So I would download the episodes to my Stitcher app. So when I'm out and about and I'm running errands and stuff like that, I don't have to kill the data on my phone or kill the battery on my phone. Uh, get everything while I'm in the Wi-Fi area and uh, listen listen to it that way. Or you can listen to it at home if you like. Um, and, of course, those are the two options. Or you can go right to the source and go right to our uh, SoundCloud page. That's where all the, that's where all the episodes are hosted. And uh, you can get us there. I, I'm slowly working on I, – I had, I had taken a bunch of episodes years ago and put them on YouTube – and uh, now that I got the new computer and I got faster processing and shit like that, I'm slowly uploading other episodes from that were like that you know between the time we were on back in the day when we were on Podomatic and now on SoundCloud. So uh, pretty much any podcast you know the you know soon we'll have every single episode you know all the way up until modern times all will be on at least on YouTube um, for that. Uh, we want your money. We need your money. And until I set up a fucking Patreon, you know, I can sit and make a fucking whole cartoon and I can't set up a Patreon page. Uh, but until until we do that, uh, it takes two seconds to like us on Facebook, like and subscribe, share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your enemies. I don't care. Just uh, spread the word about the podcast. I mean, we don't podcast that often, but when we do, it's a good fucking show. Um, 
And then, you know, once again, like Paul mentioned earlier, we might get back to more frequent uh, recordings. It's just, you know, shit's just life just doesn't happen the way it's supposed to. Um, well, I mean, you have you have your kid full time and I have my kid full time. So, you know, I mean, once my kid starts sleeping, which I don't foresee, I foresee that happening in the next month or two. Like, you know, we'll be back to regular recording. So, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I think that's also, yeah, that's been a big, uh, that's kind of a big hurdle on my thing is having a kid, uh, you know, and I'm pretty sure anybody who's listening to this podcast heard my daughter in the background and shit like that. Because, you know, she's, she's, she's vibrant and energetic and needs constant attention <laughs> and I can, I can only give her so much and you know, I'm, I'm just a single man. Um, I tried to, I, I, I was just good. No Oscar mail while, while I was just, I was, when they get to this part of the show, I always remember Oscar. Uh, no Oscar Mayle. Uh, I don't know, maybe he died in the pandemic. Um, but you could also, uh, once again, I had mentioned YouTube. And I just spent 10 minutes talking uh, talking up my cartoon. Give give the cartoon uh, a, a look. It's on our YouTube page. And I've been uploading episodes of the podcast, so it's not exactly on the top of our list. But it came out on June 14th, on my birthday. Uh, uh, Veil Corp. You can find the cartoon there. You can find uh, links to uh, the four albums worth of music that I put out under the name XLNYC. You can find the audiobook, uh, Odd I See a Tale from the Road. All of the stuff is on our YouTube page. You can find my Stranger Vlogs. Uh, when I when I did that YouTube uh, on when I did that, you can see my whole video on Lin Manuel Miranda should write and direct uh, a GI Joe movie. That's my latest Stranger Vlog, and you can see my all the Stranger Vlogs years back. Um, see what else? Or you can write to us. I want, like I said, I just double checked the email, and right now it's pretty much all spam. Uh, uh, no Oscar mail, but you can write to us at two strangers one podcast at gmail.com. All spelled out, two strangers one podcast at gmail.com. Our YouTube page, okay, YouTube, Facebook, where to find the episodes, and I can't think of anything else. I asked. I acquiesce the four to you, sir. Chris is a little tired, just like I am. <laughs> beat up. All right. Well, you can find me on Twitter, as always, at Paul Pascrillo. You can email me, paulpascrillo, at tunamifaithful.com. And, uh, and uh, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's about it. I mean, you can find me on Instagram, too, instagram.com slash paulpascrillo, if you want to follow me there as well. So, um, yeah. So that's about it. All right. So, you know, more to come. Let's see what happens. Because, I mean, I'm wondering with Comic-Con, there is a slight possibility that maybe they'll have limited numbers and we won't get press passes. Um, who knows what's going on with that? So who knows? Maybe if we don't get press passes, maybe it's maybe not getting press passes will have saved my life. Uh, <laughs> where yeah. I, don't, I don't get to go to Comic-Con and I don't get to catch fucking Delta variant or whatever. Um, which I'm willing, like I said, I'm willing to fucking go. I'm willing, you know, fucking, I'll get a fucking, I'll get one of those biohazard suits. If I'm willing to get to. the get the COVID, <laughs> or I'm willing to fucking die for my craft. Um, but stay tuned. We'll keep you guys updated on everything that's going on with that. Now that I got my new honka honka computer, who knows what? Uh, you know, I kind of have a couple projects in my head on what I want to do next. I am, I, I promise you, I am writing scripts. I am working on other things, and you know, shit, you know. I haven't made music in a minute, but you know, maybe my, you know, I kind of go back and forth with everything. But the podcast is sort of the podcast is the one thing that we've been kind of steady doing. I mean, even if it's one episode a month, we're still putting out some sort of content. Uh, so keep keep coming back. Let us, you know, keep you updated on what's going on. Let's we'll let you 
keep you updated on the Crazy Neighbor saga. And uh, we certainly hope you guys enjoyed listening and had as much fun as we did recording. Thank you for listening to Two Strangers, One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. Don't be a stranger. Peace. Bye. You should be fapping. Don't steal people's shit. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go, man. Go ahead. Double jackpot. What is it? It is a self-published book by Christopher Cologne. Chris Cologne? Smells good to me. (laughs) (laughs) Look at her. That broke that fucking cold little exterior. He's like, hee-hee. But it is spelled C-O-L-O-N. Him punny. But... <laughs> Double Jackpot is a book about a comic book artist, Eric, who is in a loveless relationship with oh, a materialistic Lynette. I feel you, Eric. <laughs> I, 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 oh, fucking. Are you sure I didn't write this? Uh, I, I, it sounds hauntingly familiar. He starts cheating on his girlfriend with a more creatively, su- sorry, creatively supportive woman, Nadia. Well, I, I gotta meet her. Where's the Nadia? There's your summer girlfriend. Summer Nadia is Nadia. Nadia? Yeah, I think Nadia spelled with an A. All right. Both Lynette and uh, Nadia play the double jackpot, the largest payout in lotto history, much like the recent Powerball. Both girls play his birth date as the winning re- as the winning numbers. Eric is now stuck between two of the country's richest women. Who will he choose? It's not that simple. This is a clever fucking idea, yeah, man. Is. Look at her, fucking. She's impressed. I am. Summer. She got some summer reading. Christopher Cologne smells real lovely with an original idea. This is. I've never heard this before. I haven't either. This is a self-published book, much in the indie spirit as Kev's Clerks. Oh, you don't even need to name check me. This is just a good idea. You could stand on your own, man. You don't even have to be like, hey, remember Clerks? This is nothing like that. <laughs> this is way more original than Clerks. This is a good idea, man. Why didn't I think of this? I need something to read. This book is part of the Comic Books Heavy Metal Video Games Trilogy Book 2. Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, coming soon. Right on, man. It's part of a trilogy. This is the first part. Way to write, man. He's seeking a literary agent. Motherfuckers, anybody out there? There ain't no literary agents listening to this show, I assure you, sure. Sure. I assure you, sure. But somebody know a literary agent? Hook a motherfucker up! Chris Cologne come up with an original idea. I should tell Raskin. That's a good fucking idea, to be honest with you. That's a fucking rom-com right there. Megan, get Raskin on the phone. (laughs) Isn't it possible to get Raskin on the phone? No? Yeah. I want to run it past him, man. I want to, and if it happens, I get a taste, Chris Cologne. I get a a whiff, if you will. The book could also be ordered on www.com. L-U-L-U dot com. That's Lulu dot com. I understand that. I just want to spell it out. <laughs> <laughs> Normally one says it, that spells it. Still, Lulu dot com. What is that? Do you know what it is? I don't know. All right. The book could also be ordered on www dot Lulu dot com. Search for Double Jackpot Christopher Cologne. A paperback version of the book is $15 and a PDF file is only five bucks. Five dollars is yeah. insanely inexpensive. Fifteen's not even that bad for a hard, for a paperback version. No. This is a million dollar idea right here. Like a, a fucking a movie about a dude who fucking is stuck between two chicks, both of who play his birthday and win the lottery. Come on! Come, I, like I it. can see that trailer. Chris Cologne is on to something. Nobody else can smell it but me. I'll read it. Thank you. I'm gonna make that smelly joke. I all. know, you're trying to get me to laugh again. It worked once. <laughs>
Double Jackpot is a self-published book by Chris Cologne, man. It's the first book in his comic books, heavy metal video games trilogy. Book two, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, should be coming out soon. Get all the information at Chris Cologne, like a motherfucker, and his totally book, read this. Double Jackpot. I'm serious. I'm going to recommend that to fucking Raskin. That's, how is that not a movie? You know what I'm saying? This could be a sexy movie. You could do an R-rated version. There could be nudie in it, and you could sell them fucking both chicks. Maybe a little penetration. Maybe a butthole shot. No butthole, no care. I would like to formally apologize to Christopher Cologne. Right no, now, sex sells. <laughs> Chris Cologne will appreciate that. He's like, thanks for throwing a few buttholes in there, man. Don't forget to check out twostrangersonepodcast.net, your one-stop resource for everything show-related. You can find links to subscribe to us on iTunes or on Stitcher. You could also find links to buy my book, Double Jackpot, on twostrangersonepodcast.net. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out.